Hey, this is a baby for a podcast. Please don't listen to this with children because this is an 18 plus podcast. There are swear words, there are explicit language, there's probably a porno scene. Uh, please, again, regulate who listens to this with you. And after that, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 64 of the show where we answer all these kicking questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. What? what, what? Who are you? Wait, wait, wait. This is... No, no, this is the baby fur cast. Wait. What? Is this a crossover episode? Is this a crossover episode? No, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, this is... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the baby fur cast, episode 11... 11 d 12 i don't know i can't count that high we're babies remember all number all numbers stop all numbers after pi and negative pi are useless yeah all real math happens within those two bounds within those two bounds all real math happens exactly and no one no one will convince me otherwise oh my god so yes this is the baby forecast episode 11 and we have our special guest today is none other than the Jasmine Starshine host, Hi everyone, producer, and cool internet puppy of the Dear Jazzy podcast, a BDSM advice podcast. Set, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> but <laughs> that is true, that yeah. is all accurate <laughs> and correct. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so obviously, we're gonna start off with the introductions as always um who are you it's your name pronouns um stuff like that well i don't want to introduce myself before you to introduce yourselves on your own show oh my god what's what the what the hell everybody knows me it's fine i yeah everyone knows all right i'm i'm fluffy nate if, if you don't I'm have the nate. lore of our show yet you haven't watched the first 11 episodes or last first 10 episodes so i mean are people are people binging our podcasts i mean yes uh, okay. always always binge you need to, if you're listening to this you need to like uh you need to binge and you need to retweet like comment and subscribe and smash that mother like button and binge oh, wow. don't forget to binge and binge I just realized, am I allowed to swear? Because I totally yes. just like dropped it. Okay, cool. There was, was like, an episode where I said, baby says fuck, okay? Like, <laughs> that's true. The only person who really doesn't, who really doesn't swear is me. And that's because I, there was a college job that I had that apparently somebody was swearing too much and the boss said to make a swear jar. So I got it ah. out of my system. Gotcha. <laughs> Amazing. What's that? Dear Jesse might just be one of the most vulgar podcasts on the internet, just in terms of the swear jar quotient. Oh, I mean, yeah. what do you expect? Your BDSM podcast. It's true. It's true. Like, so, at the point you're putting 18 plus disclaimers, like, there's going to be swear words. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So. You asked who I am, and I am Jasmine Starshine, pronouns she, her. And in the notes, it says, what are my plugs? 
My plugs are these. Um, my Twitter handle is at LilJazzyBaby, L-I-L-J-A-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-B-Y. That is my primary social media of choice. And then I also have Discord, which is Jasmine Starshine number 0001. Uh, you can check out my podcast on at oddswithgod.com. Uh, once again, that is at oddswithgod.com, where you can check out my Patreon, my show, uh, my sponsors, uh, my co-host links, how you can throw money at her as well. And then we also have a community uh, GoFundMe going on right now. So definitely check all that out. Yeah, totally. Um, wow. So professional. We we got to <laughs> step our game up spelling. Better than yeah. no, I'm, putting, uh, I'm working exactly how much i expected to work on this <laughs> oh my god i you know what i organized the discord today and i and i did the show notes i feel i feel good about myself um, i was going to say it looks good yeah i well yeah it's a start uh if you want if you want to see how cool i did up this discord server go to patreon.com slash baby cast and for just and you know just for under two dollar or Starting at two dollars a month, you can join our Discord $3. server and hang $3. out with us. Did you? Was it three dollars? It was three dollars. It was always three dollars. I apologize. Inflation is a thing, kids. Uh, but we're going to talk about inflation in another episode. Oh, can I come back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, no. Sure. It's just going to be. It's just going to be one line that we all know over and over again. We're going to do a hot take, and then we're going to say say the one line, and then we're going to do a hot take, and we're going to say one line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, God. So, Jazzy, um, of course, we always like to ask everyone, how did you get into the Baby Fur community? Well, I, um, as I've talked about on, on my Twitter, on my show, on other shows, to pretty much Every, anyone that will listen. Anytime, yeah. Yeah, literally anytime, is I'm one of the um, ABDLs who can self-describe as always being into it and never growing out of it. It was just like some some of my earliest memories are, you know, what would become formative experiences in my ABDL identity. And when it came to weaning off of things from childhood, that just like never occurred. And I was always a late bloomer growing up. So that um, that was always like a part of me of being like hashtag I'm baby. That was always just sort of who I was as a human being. Um, when I was 13, 13, um, so way before I was a legal adult, and I just want to give that disclaimer here, this was the mid 2000s, and the way the community approached things was much different than it is now. So I just want to put that out there. That's literally with two decades prior, if you think about it, which is scary right. to think about, <laughs> but, um, when I was 13, I joined a forum called ADISC, who at the time allowed members that were 13 and up because I felt, you know, this is a community that really is picking up what I'm trying to put down and I could really use some support because I don't know anyone else like me. And at the time, that's when I was playing through Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess for the first time. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, I want to be a dog. So that's how I <laughs> entered I the furry be. fandom. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, uh, Twilight Princess, I will always ascribe to my furriness. And, um, Twilight Princess ruined a lot of people, I think. 
Yeah, it's that's true. It came at the right time. At the right time, threw in a lot of people. That's so, why my persona still has a diamond on her forehead after literally over a decade of her being in existence. But um, so it was kind of like the just the right cross section of getting onto the internet unrestricted, um, and getting onto that forum, and then also becoming a furry at the same exact time. The stars kind of aligned in. Bada bang, suddenly baby yeah. fur. <laughs> and there's a sub forum on there specifically to discuss baby fur topics. And I was like, what is this? And then I discovered the larger furry fandom and then fur affinity. And it was all over from there. It's all downhill from here. You Once know, you're on FA once, you're never coming back. Oh my it's God. It's true. <laughs> I still have my original <laughs> account that was registered in like 2007 or eight or so. I'm not going to give out the username, but it does still exist after all these years with like pencil drawings on uh, notebook paper that I did in study hall. They were like super fucking angsty and inspired by system of a down and everything. It was, it was an era. Let me tell you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, uh, it's always I'm gonna interesting. Guess roughly high school or middle school. Yeah, um, just, out of, <laughs> just out of middle school, just going into high school, that is when all of this started happening. I got my the first flip times. phone. I got my flip phone oh, during yeah. this time period. It was so satisfying. Just click. Fuck you, mom. Click. Just like snap that shit closed. Next into our topic about what are your hobbies or anything you do, anything you, you're getting into, um, possibly outside of the baby fur community or fandom or anything like that, you know? I'm really happy that you picked up on the segue that I was trying to lay the tracks on. I'm really happy that that worked. Hey, <laughs> we're not podcaster. the worst. Professional. <laughs> I was going to say, you two are great. <laughs> <laughs> so my hobbies outside of ABTL, because as a lot of people know, um, on my Twitter, a lot of people come for the diapers, but stay for the cooking posts. <laughs> just the other day i posted uh some homemade mozzarella sticks that i uh fried up and they were so good i did like one of the videos with like the the pole and everything and everyone was like <laughs> so <laughs> in the comment section just thirsting i even posted it on my boomer book and it was really cool but um cooking is one of my hobbies it's like really really fun to find new things to make and also it's really rewarding to make them uh for my partner uh his love language is acts of service so it's a great way for me to like learn new things and then also do something for him which gives me satisfaction as well so it's just a really nice it's a very nice like symbiotic um hobby and everything um when it comes to my more just kind of like indulgent hobbies I spend a lot of time on. Um, I don't spend a lot of time gaming as much as I used to. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't really self-describe as a gamer, but I do really enjoy uh, working on and modifying my consoles and doing like soldering projects and stuff like that and making machines do cool things. Um, I'm also into uh, card games so like Brea, magic. Right? What's up? So it's a Brea commander deck, right? No, it's not actually. My <laughs> commander, <laughs> my primary commander is Momir Vig. <laughs> which oh, I feel like, okay. Yeah. I'm also Tells a big fan of, you know. 
Yeah, I'm also a big fan of Varel because you can take one thing with one counter, and all of a sudden, it's something with a million counters, nigh but three turns later. And it's <laughs> stupid, and I love it, and it's not competitive, but it's great. Um, actually, so while we're on... Yes. Well, I'm just going to give a quick tangent. My favorite Magic the Gathering format isn't uh, EDH. It's actually vintage format, just because... It is so fast and so powerful. Yeah, so yeah. So on turn zero, yeah, on t- turn zero, you have the force, or they go. Okay, well, I, I'm playing a jank deck. So here's my layline of anticipation to my black lotus to my you know, yeah. ring into a uh, mana rock uh, with opal, opal. Oh uh, no, mox, mox, mox of some kind. Uh, Tendrils to you. <laughs> Tendrils yeah. Magni, you turn one for 20. <laughs> turn zero for 20. Enjoy. <laughs> playing a dredge deck, playing a dredge deck with Bazaar of Baghdad is literally the most fun thing. That's my favorite way to play magic because it's so scummy. It's not fun for anyone. It's just great. <laughs> I love watching vintage. I don't want to play it. That's yeah. mostly because of me. I get too competitive. I get too I get too competitive and too committed to something. And then I've learned that four person formats make me not be as competitive because I'm not in last place or first place. Yeah. I feel like it's watching kids trying to have a water gun fight with fire hoses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to uh, hobbies, um, uh, I think I said Warhammer card games, uh, like soldering stuff. I have like these like cyclical obsessions and I'll go really hard on something for like a week to a month and then I'll just drop it, go to the next thing, go really hard on that. And then within a year, I'll circle back and then do it all over again. And like, it's really difficult when it circles to something you have to buy into and then you just oh, never yeah. have to touch it again. I'm in, and I'm in that like sweet spot of like, I have these very, very far hobbies, none of which are like adjacent to each other. And I, I finally don't have to drop so much money to like, give myself that hit of dopamine before going to something else uh no i understand that i end up in that cycle as well but it mostly like it's like a lot of times it's deal with like don't want to play pokemon this week or like in an rpg mood so luckily like all my things relate to like card games or video games of some kind mm-hmm. i don't have to buy into everything because if i get a card game picture okay okay i'll just go play magic with some people i'll be fine yeah if it's That's Pokemon, whenever... I'll just spend, like, five weeks playing a single Pokemon game, and it'll be fine. Yeah. The the hyperfixation is real. Thankfully, I've been in an RPG really mood is. lately. I've I've been playing I've been playing a bit of Final Fantasy fourteen now, finally. Nice. nice. People, I forget what happened. I was one night, and one of my friends was like, hey, you should get this game. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get... 14 as well so here i am nice. i'm only i'm only at like level six right now but i'm i'm a cat boy gladiator yeah. and uh nice yeah, it's it's one just night, one one really drunk night nate became a cat boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it fuck i want to be a cat boy where are my fucking ears <laughs> i was fuck get meow bitch yeah i really enjoyed a uh, 14 for the time i played it because it was effectively second life with gameplay yeah. and then i was like i'm paying a sub on 14 while also paying rent on my house in second life <laughs> I, these things can't coexist with each yeah. other <laughs> one of these things has to not exist anymore in my life something has to break and it won't be my second life mansion i will not lose that <laughs>
Yeah, you're you're really into Second Life too. I I noticed that. Like it's uh it's really cool, isn't it? It's free to start, right? It's free to play. Yeah. But all those all those things are like very uh oh god, what's the word? Premium. A lot of microtransactions there. You've got your house yeah. and clothes and I there's uh, for those that don't uh for those that are listening that don't actually play Second Life, imagine you can walk around and be your persona or your ideal baby self. Uh, they also have diapers. There's a lot. There's a few uh, diaper uh, uh, clothes I know that you can get on Second Life. Uh, oh, yeah. You had. Yeah, actually, you had a guest on one of your episodes, the podcast uh, that was a diaper maker on Second Life. Is that right? I did. I'm really happy you mentioned that. That yeah. was that was Tonky Puddle Gum. He's like he's my big brother, and then his one of his partners, Ruka Puddle Gum, is my big sister, whom I talk about all the time because she is the shit. And then our little family, we all we have this group chat on Telegram of me, those two, their daddy, my daddy. It's really wholesome. But he runs and is like the main 3D modeler of one of the biggest diaper brands in Second Life. And I got to like hang out at their store and go into like their like work like beta testing room and it was super cool. He made like a couple of like stuff, a couple of items for my house. But you are totally correct in saying that it is effectively microtransactions the game. Because yeah. It's, yeah, it's basically like, oh, here's a platform where you can upload a 3D model, throw some code at it, make anything you want, and then sell it for real money and make real money from it. So it's a really cool platform for creative people uh, to not only make money, but also for other creative people like myself, uh, where my talents don't lie in 3D modeling, to like express themselves and also like support their favorite artists and just walk around and interface with people, especially as we are coming out of a certain public health crisis as it COVID, were COVID. yeah we're <laughs> okay cool. we're really we're really really say that. this isn't this isn't going on youtube we can talk about whatever we want covid19 is real get your vaccination it doesn't it's not magnetic it's not gonna kill you you're not gonna get 5g joe biden isn't gonna like put a microchip in you please get your vaccine I, for the love of god no my cell reception is really good ever since i got the jab <laughs> ever since i got the fauci ouchie i haven't dropped a single call <laughs> or what I is it? called you all right I, <laughs> my fridge magnets act, my fridge my fridge magnets act very weird when i'm going to get a get a soda they keep going towards <laughs> my arm what the hell <laughs> you know it's so weird i had to switch to all ssds i don't know what's going on because all my hard drives just keep wiping themselves <laughs> so i had to switch to ssds and they it just stopped working it's like there's a magnet in my house or something uh-huh. i think i just saw some article that was like uh that was basically just like the COVID vaccine does not have any magnetic molecules in it whatsoever. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That came out of my fucking state. I'm so sad. Oh yeah, that's right. At I least, yeah, at least, at least your state didn't uh, didn't decide to buy a bunch of hydroxychloroquine. And then the governor <laughs> go, uh, oh, we need to sell this back. Least, yeah. At least your. Do we state... keep the receipt on that? <laughs> At least your state values, or at least, uh, at least your state somewhat values a mask mandate, whereas my state is no, just like, oh, well, my state was just like, fuck it, because DeSantis is, uh, there's a reason people, 
There's a reason people call Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Death Santis. Death like, Santis. Yeah, because he's like, uh, what the fuck was it? Someone made a great uh, caption of that one um, screen cap from Monsters, Inc., where the guy's like, I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company die. And it was like that, but it was like, I'll let a thousand people die before I let this uh before I let this economy die. And that's kind of how like it's <laughs> kind of how DeSantis is, I think, or how like DeSantis the, is the one who Florida's the state that had the uh the numbers were hidden, right? Uh, and somebody like came out saying that they were told to not include certain numbers with COVID information. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I believe maybe I I wasn't aware of that. I know I know it's terrible. I know it's bad here. Like it's, it was bad. Uh, more further down south in the in the densely populated areas in the Miami area. Um, but I think we're we're in the clear. Well, we're we're starting to get in the clear. Like, let me see how many cases were reported yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Oh. New cases zero. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, new cases have been zero for a couple days now. I don't know if that's just because the the company, the medical companies haven't been reporting. Yeah, last this I sounds ch- like a load of bullshit. Yeah, last I checked in, or it looks like back in May, we were averaging about uh, 2,000 cases a day. Yeah, I don't I don't like where that's going, but okay. Yeah. Um, I found another perfect segue for uh, us. Uh, in regards to COVID-19, I'm going to arc it back into hobbies. Pay close attention, oh, kiddos. Sh- There's about to be some professional <laughs> bullshit here. <laughs> so speaking of COVID-19, my favorite goth club has been closed ever since COVID happened, and I haven't been able to go back since. And boom, there's the segue. One of my other big like time sinks is my um, participation in the alternative subculture. And that's a lot where a lot of my money goes is just like racking up bills on um and vampire freaks rest in peace vampire freaks and just hanging out um in those spaces with in that community with those people and everything that's like a really big part of my expression and in in that in not only like my personal expression but also my gender expression and everything it's a really big part of like who i am and being able to go to the goth club and dance to Bauhaus and the cure. And also in the same night, panic lift and static X was like a highlight of my weekend that I always look forward to sad face. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed it's... you can do that mostly because when I get around a concert, I start getting really bad at your pain. Yeah. Thankfully uh, it's just know, a club. I... Well, any kind of music, really, like any kind of crowded, oh, gotcha. loud place, kind of triggers autism. Yeah. For me. Oh, overstim. Right. Yeah, overstim mm-hmm. is real. I don't like, like, I don't, I don't get as overstimulated. It's just whenever I go, uh, whenever I go to loud places, like whenever, uh, well, I usually am pretty, I usually vibe pretty well at dances, but like, it's yeah, it can be overwhelming at times. But it's still, it's kind of fun. I have yet to go clubbing. I think that was the main thing because I turned 21 back in 2019. And then next the next year, the 2020 hit. And then, uh, you know, just it's been yeah, one thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. The last so four years of hell. 
Yeah, so it's just like the the past few years, I haven't gotten the chance to go clubbing, and now I'm just I've been working, and I don't really have anyone to do that with, anyways. And it looks it looks kind of dumb, anyways. Like you go to it's loud, and you know, well, I don't know. It might be more. It's probably more fun when you're drunk. Come to Cleveland, we'll get high on absinthe and have fun. Yes. (laughs) But um, would you believe me if I told you I also have um, a lot of sensory issues that kind of basically what I do is it's not nearly as bad as uh, some of my friends. Like it's nowhere near the same caliber, but it can absolutely like create situations in which I shut down or I have to abscond or anything. And this is a pro tip. For NAU kiddos out there, actually keep a square of blanket fabric in my pocket as like a stim toy that I can just like keep like shoved in my pocket and no one has to see, but I'm able to just like put my hand in my pocket and like stim on the corner of it and like mellow out. And then I'm able to like go about a space and do my business. But if it's something like a concert in like live music, that in particular, and also grocery those are two places that are like not good for me yeah no those are bad bad mixes for jesse what is your favorite aminal oh it's definitely not siberian huskies couldn't be what no (laughs) no No. real answer real answer is obviously siberian husky although i'm also very privy to uh samoyeds and then malamutes and then also in that same category is snow leopards so all very like snow adjacent animals, as it were. Yeah, you like the you like the cold. I do. I, like I love. Cold. I thrive in the winter. No, I like like really like cold is the best weather. Mostly because you get to wear feety pajamas. Yeah, you wear like feety pajamas. you're not, and it's not so hot. You're dying. And when oh. you go outside, you can you can dress in layers, which for a goth person is wonderful because you can wear like your fishnet shirt on bottom with your trench coat on top with your crazy like jeans with 17 zippers on them with your combat boots and you feel great a great kingdom hearts character right there (laughs) really if if my fit isn't looking like an outfit from kingdom hearts when i'm leaving the house i didn't do something right Where's your keyblade? Where's your keyblade? Where's your keyblade? Hey, Mickey Mouse called. He wants his heartless back. I don't know. I've never played Kingdom Hearts. Oh, knuckle up, bitch! <laughs> what? <laughs> it's funny because Mickey Mouse should be public public use by now. Yeah. Oh, diggity dog! Deck someone in the fucking dick. <laughs> Gorsh, looks like you're gonna have a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into that next header on the show notes, shall we? Oh, yes, of course. So, your art, Jazzy, show is Dear Jazzy. What is your show about? Dear Jazzy is, we already talked about this. It's true, Dear Jazzy (laughs) is. Dear Jazzy is an advice podcast, much in the same way uh, the Dear Abby advice column used to be in newspapers. The structure of the show is that people write in via our Discord or a Twitter DM, or they send us an email, and they send a question in the format, 
Dear Jazzy, blah, 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 from their name, they can do anonymous, like, from Kinky in Kansas. Or and sometimes they get, like, really fun with it. Most of the time, they come up with some really fun nicknames for uh, me and my co-host, Funny ABDL, and then for themselves as well. And we have a lot of fun with it. And then we just go through and we answer the questions in, like, a serious manner while also and really humorous so it's like a fun lesson but we do definitely dive uh pretty deep into some heavier topics um we we've covered stuff from like what's your favorite color what's your favorite dog all the way down to like how do i talk to a partner who's not treating me like they should i'm just trying to not use uh triggering language i'm trying to keep it like very like surface level in describing that, you can probably put together what that means. But we, when it, if it comes to health, sexuality, relationships, kink, etc., that's something that we can cover. And we also do a lot of silly questions as well. Yeah, there, there's a, it's a good. I would say it's a good balance. You guys really, uh, you guys really dive into uh, some job, some subjects quite effectively. Uh, while also share you share quite a bit of your personal life and and it's it's a good I, I would say it's it's good content Definitely. oh thank you yeah we really really do try um i always will point to funny and be like funny is the talent of the show <laughs> just because i have this like serial complex where it's just like i really need to get better at it that's an area of personal improvement that i need to work on it's just like learn to accept compliments instead of putting them on the co-host but um i really really every, do appreciate that every sub in the in the ds world right there yeah exactly it, yeah <laughs> yeah it's all right Nate. what right oh my yeah isn't that right <laughs> spelly isn't that right? I'm a switch. Yeah, I can take a compliment. Yeah, I can take a compliment too. I'm trying to learn how to do it instead of trying to be like human. Hu- exactly. Humble. Every sub in the community. Why? <laughs> why did I say humid? I'm, I'm, from, I'm from. I guess it's because I'm from Florida. But uh, yeah, that, that's one thing I noticed with myself too. Is like when people compliment me, my immediate reaction is be like no, or um, I don't know just get really shy because you don't know how to respond but like honestly mm-hmm. i guess the two baby responses well yeah but like out, even outside of baby being a baby no uh, no like, it, it, it's it's normal but uh outside of being a baby if i'm complimented on something my immediate thought is to be humble about it and like sort of take it with a grain of salt because i don't know i don't like i don't like being an arrogant person i <laughs> I guess because I was right. Uh, that was also partially from my religious upbringing. I really latched on to the the idea of humility when they they mm. taught it in church. Uh, so, but it, not only that, but it's just like it's better to be humble and like I some some part of me subconsciously is like it's better to be down about yourself so that way if people like you, you're pleasantly surprised by it instead of being an airhead. So it's like you you um so when someone proves you wrong or does or you know puts you down or puts you or like proves you wrong puts you in your place it it's less of a shock i guess or it's less of a thing it's just um but it's something i i'm trying to work on as uh myself as well i can absolutely echo that and i'm really happy you brought up the a religious upbringing piece of that um from my catholic days i still have a lot of stuff i need to unwork through especially 
now that I have been practicing Luciferian Wicca for a certain amount of time, it's just like, I'm still holding on to some of those Catholic trappings. And I really need to like shed those shackles and allow myself to live. But it is really, really difficult. And I found that um, when you like retain a certain amount of trauma through your life, your upbringing, your experiences that have brought you to this place, it can really inform how you interact uh, with the world and with other human beings and everything. And that's why it's so important. If you haven't done so already, talk to a therapist or a professional or just like a friend or someone. It really does help. Yeah. And if you're worried about a therapist, you know, I usually start the first session by saying, okay, listen, I'm into some freaky stuff. So what, <laughs> yeah. what, this, is, that, this, this, this is a gauge. Like this is the bar that you have to be able to meet just to enter this mess because it's all going to kind of get worse from here. <laughs> What's the one Literally. line? What's that one meme? It's like, uh, I have, I'll tell you, but everyone has to get very, really comfortable with things with, weird things really quick or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally though. That's yeah. That's uh one thing I'm trying to, cause I'm trying, I'm, I have a psychiatrist now, but I need to find a therapist like to mm. talk to, um, about that kind of stuff to hopefully I can find one, someone that's like kink friendly. Yeah. There's, there's websites. The, the, the group I'm going to now, I know for a fact, uh, one of their staff members is in the local kink community. And that's what got me to go look at their place seriously was I said, well, if they're willing to hire somebody who's going to be open about this, it means clearly that most of the people in that office are going to be, you know, be supportive of that. Right. So I feel a bit safer there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's better to find someone with your with your with your best interests at heart. because uh, th- there, there's one thing I've noticed about being in this community, being into this this fandom and this fetish is, uh, you know, no matter how hard I've tried to, well, I guess it's like no matter no matter what I've done to try and eliminate it, I know deep down I don't want to eliminate this part of myself. This is who I am, and ultimately, it's like it, it it's it's something that makes me happy, and mm-hmm. the only reason that like I've been trying to push it down and push it away. For the most part, I would say, because there's other reasons, uh, but is that um, it makes me happy. So, you know, it's yeah, ultimately, and it's not hurting anyone else, you know, aside from my nose every time I have to change a diaper. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, uh, (laughs) it's. I don't know. Some, I don't. I'm trying to think like what actually is hurting my my thigh is hurting a little because I've been going 24 seven and my, I've got a little bit of a rash going on. But that that'll happen. I, yeah, that'll happen what when you're. Yeah, okay. no, that's a bummer. Ouch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's kind of happened. That comes with the territory. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Um, yeah. Indeed. So rougher segue i think uh i honestly would like to know about the dear jazzy origin story when did you come up with the idea and how how did you go about making this podcast when did you like how did you get into this all right so this is some deep lore 
I'm going to Jazzy readjust lore. Jazzy lore. I'm going to readjust the mic here and get comfortable. So I've been listening to podcasts for a very, very long time since I was about, I want to say 10 or so when I got my first um, iPod. And that's when uh, the iTunes store had uh, podcasts in it. And that's when uh, Apple started um, aggregating RSS feeds and allowing people to put metadata on them in the iTunes store. And then they started calling them podcasts because they go onto your iPod. So I got really, 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 really into that um, early on in my childhood when they started like becoming like a a, like a growing thing and it started with like runescape podcasts and at the time the star wars movies were still coming out so i was really into this one star wars podcast i called the force cast and they have gone through a lot of metamorphosis so the early episodes i would recommend listening to it's really fun if you want to listen to nerds talking about the release of uh revenge of the sith as it was happening it's a really good lesson um and just keeping up that being my white noise for many years and thinking like, I really want to do this. Like, I really, really, really want to do this. Um, one of the biggest pieces of my dysphoria uh, for my whole life and even now is actually my voice. And it was because of the show um, that I actually felt comfortable to start opening up my mouth and using my voice to do things and reach people um and the show has really taught me like creating the show has really taught me how to love my voice but we're going to touch back on that in one of the future bullet points we're going to come back to that we're going to put a pin in it so from from the time i started listening to these it's basically like radio shows on demand and i thought i really want to do this so i was going through um my life up to 2019 where i had a change in employment and 2019 was a really really rough year because that's when i had uh my engagement broken and a lot of like personal life things in flux there was a lot of uncertainty and i needed something to hold on to and also i was very quickly approaching the age where i was uh, going to be independent financially from my parents and I had to figure something out. So I thought, if I'm going to start something, it has to be now. Now is the time I have to do it right now. And I have enough time to establish it and make it a thing by the time that uh, arbitrary threshold comes to fruition. So in, I, w- I was kind of thinking about what sort of podcast I would do and i was thinking you know a lot of my interests are too fleeting and i wouldn't want to start a show do four episodes and then i disappear from the (laughs) internet like so many podcasts do and i've seen so many great shows get it to episode eight and then just slip into the ether it's like damn it i was really enjoying that show so i was thinking what is something that is like evergreen for me what is something that doesn't rotate sex <laughs> so, i was thinking this is something You're I think I'm pretty, yeah i was like this is something i think i'm pretty good at and i enjoy a lot and at the time i was going to um our bdsm club every single weekend 
uh, with Daddy, and I was really fucking into the scene, and I still am, but it's harder because there aren't any play parties right now. It's they're starting to happen again, but yeah, no. exactly. So I was like really, 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 really into our local BDSM scene and going to parties and getting the shit beat out of me and saying, thank you, daddy, may I have another and just having a really fun time with it. And I also found myself spending a lot of time with people and like just intentionally listening to them in the little's room and just like interfacing with them. And I, I, I kind of found myself in a position where I was <laughs> like, I was the like, being a shrink to a lot of people in the dungeon. It's just like, why am I not getting paid for this? Oh, wow. And that's when it kind of like came to me. I was, um, I forget where the idea of the advice column came to me, but I was just brainstorming. I had like a list of podcast ideas and I was very much, I was very set on like, I want to do a podcast. The thing I start will be a podcast uh, because I had gone through I went to college for um, audio production, and while I was working on my degree, I also got my Pro Tools AVID certification. So I was very determined, like, what I do, I really want it to be in regards to, like, my area of trade and what I love doing, because I spent so much time in the music industry, and recording and editing is very much in the same bed. So I was thinking, that if I were to do something with this, I would never work because I was having so much fun doing it. So I was determined on a podcast and I was thinking I could talk about like painting Warhammer. No, that's seasonal. I could talk about RuneScape. No, I I unsubscribe from that way too often. I could talk about Warcraft. Yuck. No, (laughs) I could talk about (laughs) card games. Nope. Seasonal interest. And I was, I kept going down like all my hobbies. And then I was like, the only thing that's constant in my life is the BDSM community. And then that's where I had the like the, the light bulb moment. I was like, Oh, I can talk about this. <laughs> so when I was trying to come up with the format for the show, I was listening to uh, my brother, my brother and me religiously. And I still do. And their whole shtick is that they're an advice show. Um, and in the absence of, uh, excuse me, of user questions, they also put in questions from Yahoo Answers, rest in peace. So I thought, I, I basically wrote the whole premise of the show right then and there. An advice show with user-submitted questions um, that's in a podcast format that's about health, sexuality, relationships, uh, sex, kink, BDSM, ABDL. There it is. That's the, the that's the show. Boom. So I was starting to uh, plan out the first few episodes, and um, if you go listen to the show right now, the first ten or so episodes are with the original co-host. We did not talk anymore, but he and I sat down and we planned out the first three episodes, and we banged them out all in one day and released the first three episodes on the first day, just so people could have like something to like sink their teeth into before we got into weekly episodes um so we went through yahoo answers and we found like some of the funniest questions we could find like my boyfriend is diagnosed with abdl what do i do and today (laughs) that is still one of my most downloaded episodes the one that's episode three diagnosed with abdl and (laughs) just like the title of that question alone i think sold it but um 
we did one on like what is the LGBT community, what is BDSM, what is ABDL, and that was like the bread and butter for the first few episodes as we pick a topic and we find relevant Yahoo answers to talk about it. And then we would release that and then we'd start getting a little bit of traction and that's why I made the Discord and started inviting people into it. And eventually it just started kind of rolling along and then once we reached enough people like active in the community people started uh i I thought it was right to a right time for people to start submitting their own questions i was like hey everyone we're going to try to get off of yahoo answers and try to switch exclusively to all user questions and i remember the exact episode that happened and it was like a really big deal and we were all really really excited about it where it became the moment where it's just like this show is now infinitely sustainable because the content is created by the audience who takes in the show. The more episodes that come out, the more listeners, the more questions, and it creates a cycle that just keeps going. And then once we hit that point, I think that's where the show really started to hit its stride where it reached like the, like the, what's the word for a machine that can like, optimize. Oh, uh, but like a machine that like oh. if you were to hit a fidget spinner and it spins forever w- without slowing down with friction or something. Promotion. Yes. Perpetual motion. Once the show hit that point, that's where I think it really like that's where the origin story uh, stops and like the current story begins, as it were. Um, so the main inspiration behind starting the show is loving the medium of podcasts and wanting to use my degree while also trying to figure out a way to create a, like a high quality production that I could with time and love and dedication and care, uh, hopefully turn into something that could be something that resembles a job to where now it's my primary focus and also like my primary source of income through the generosity of my patrons. But in saying that, I don't want people to think like I started it just for the money because there are a lot easier ways to make a lot more money than yes. doing a podcast. Content creation is not a. Uh, so I I do make comments in the whole story. I'm assuming because it sounds mm-hmm. like a break. Uh, it is a break. That's the end of the story. Go for it. Yeah. yeah okay. Comments on it. I I understand the simulation the feeling of wanting to do like a specific medium or or content creation. Because I've been obsessed with it since like high school, and I've always thought, like, I've always had like pretty thoughts of like, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do something. Originally, it was gonna be YouTube, and it's like, uh, I don't know, that's a little bit too much, a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, when the opportunity to make a podcast came up, I went, Yes, this is the time. I have nothing better to do with my life currently. COVID's kept me inside forever. Uh, not like there are jobs that are, you know not going to put me in debt if I get them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I might as well just be a podcast. Uh, And in fact, one of the big things uh, that I don't think our our listeners will will have heard until this episode was there was a huge debate when the show started of when should we even start a Patreon? Yeah. We all knew like, like that's, that's, that's something that you do to, you know, get a community going nowadays since you start a Patreon. And I went, uh, I was kind of holding back, saying uh, I don't know how early I want to do this, and it, because it is like 
there's there's a huge fear in my mind that's like the listeners some of the listeners might think that we're doing this for the money and it's not that it's that literally there's a tweet once that said we should make a podcast and i went yeah let's do it with lily e i wonder who i wonder who <laughs> i wonder who made that tweet they must be really cool and fluffy and awesome it couldn't be the fucking Twitter lord that's currently in this discussion right now. I'm couldn't Twitter, be. I'm the Twitter shit lord of of the podcast. I yeah, I, I fucking love your Twitter. I, I really you. do. Thank you. I'm 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 glad. I I'm really glad that my Twitter has brought so many people joy, because that was kind of like the goal. Honestly, I, I just you know at first I was just like ah attention now i'm just like i feel like people would find this really funny or just yeah it's just me screaming into the void honestly it's just abdl themed shit posting and that is the exact brand that i need in my life yes. every single day <laughs> yes it's so yeah, it's... oh with the discussion of patreon i think that's a good boop, 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 segue that's like oh i tried to make the sound where you're listening to a book on tape and it's like a kid's book when you hear the magical sparkle turn the page bring then you turn the page and it's the next part of the story you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah what you're talking about you just point at the pictures until you until you want to go yeah exactly <laughs> pretty pictures so uh in regards to the patreon um <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to clear my throat there. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder, Nate, because you're the one that's uh, talking about the questions and the topics. So I'm going to hand you the talking stick on this one, buddy. Uh, Wow. Thank you, Jazzy. Uh, Yes. So in regards to your Patreon, uh, for those at home not knowing about Jazzy's um, Patreon, is it patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine? Dear Jazzy. That's the one. That's the one. Ah, yes, I got it. Uh, So, um, if you uh if you've given Jazzy a listen and you think she is great and worthy of monetary support, uh you can subscribe to her Patreon and the uh as you go up in the tiers you can get access to not only her podcasts, her Discord, uh other stuff like that, but you also uh Jazzy you also make um pornography in the form of videos and pictures and etc uh so i i feel like that was another point that we i wanted to bring you on to talk about was um Mm -hmm. about uh about that kind of content creation uh because i've heard i've heard a lot of things about you and other people saying it is it is a great medium and it's it's a would you say it's a good hobby it's fantastic um content creation in the form of adult content i would say really oh wait nope i'm going to put a pin in that bring that back for the triumphs because there's another triumph in regards to that but i absolutely love it it is very very rewarding yeah it's i would yeah that's now that you mention it there's a lot of like the things about making abdl porn that would go into the struggles and triumphs of it uh Mm -hmm. Because I know the biggest thing um, we'll talk, we we could talk about this at length uh, about body positivity, especially uh, yes. is good. I remember um, 
one of my most recent girlfriends actually she was talking about like we should make a just for fans and i i i was i was a little bit on board with that uh never went to fruition but i i thought it would definitely be really cute if we could record our our intimate moments uh yeah. you know to to reminisce on but also also to to make money right exactly so, and, and i mean even outside of that it's to certain people it's it's good to share that sort of moment with people because i think a lot of people like that like that's like as much as i as much as i like uh like a lot of porn <laughs> uh i really appreciate the more um the more amateur stuff the more uh s- stuff between two people that are very much uh that are very much in love with each other you know as opposed to like as opposed to like two porn stars going at it and i mean either one is good but i definitely prefer something with more intimacy and something that feels a little more down to earth uh and i think yeah yeah no i exclusively I feel like this, uh, oh, i'm sorry i was gonna say like i feel like that's a very common sentiment especially like bdsm community where like oh yeah it's people people like to show off and some people yeah. like to watch yeah and you can tell when there's like a there's a really like passionate scene going on and everybody's watching and all the energy is like this is between two people that are really important to the whole community and they're willing to share it with us in some way and it's like a really big there's a certain energy that's different to it yeah um when i um when i make content oh sorry i remember what i was going to say now um (laughs) i i exclusively watch amateur porn and i don't even like using the term amateur because i feel like the way that the word is connotated makes it feel like less than when really quote quote amateur porn is so much better than the quote unquote professional counterpart because it's so much more legitimate and real it by people who are actually balls deep in that fetish um one of the most egregious examples in my opinion is the inflatables uh fetish community which as people who listen to my show or follow me on twitter know i love me some pool toys and there are so many porn stars out there who have no idea what the fuck to do when presented with a pool toy they're just like uh yeah i'm gonna rub my tits and sit on it it's just like i can't see the toy move your legs i can't see your boobs are in the way camera pan down camera down i can't see the toy and it's like you can tell (laughs) i i really i really love that because that's uh that's my that's my that's my fucking beef so like okay yeah i can watch regular porn like you know two people having sex all right cool you could have a regular porn star although gets a little gets a little crazy i like amateur abdl porn because you try to see this professional abdl porn with these porn stars that are like they don't know it's just like oh gee bad little boy i'm gonna put you in a diaper and it's just like, oh no yeah yeah and it's just like uh it's like most of it is also it's most of it is like humiliation and like while yeah. I can while I can enjoy some of that, it's just like some of it just seems like it's really targeting like these guys that really love to be humiliated. It's like I, I get it if that's your thing, but it's like I 
I'd like some more interesting stuff aside from girlfriend diapers you in front of your ex. And it's just like, haha, you're such a little baby. Ha, look at you. Oh my gosh. And Stepsister finds odd. your diaper collection HD 4K 60 frames. Oh man. <laughs> where's the where's the mommy lovingly diapers you in 4K 60 FPS? Like, come on, people. <laughs> oh man. Just... For those who don't know, the opening theme of my podcast starts with the Pornhub drum riff. I'm just going to put that out there in case you're not sold on listening to my show yet. <laughs> the East little Easter egg for you. There is an Easter egg in there. Yeah. But that's such a huge pet peeve I have. And being able to make uh, porn um, and not only make porn, but have people enthusiastic enough about my work to say, Hey, that's really good. I want to pay you for that. Yeah. Not only is that super duper duper validating to have people that say, I like what you do. Here's money. And then as a consolation prize, after the fact, they get porn. Like, I found that people aren't subscribing to my Patreon all the time exclusively for the porn, although that is a thing. Most of the time, people come for the podcast and then uh, donate for the podcast because of... Yeah, exactly. And then on top of it, they get bonus porn and they're like, holy shit. And like, it's the porn that like keeps people. And I'm in a place right now where I'm uh, getting ready to move and working on the home buying process, which is hell, by the way. And I'm in a place where I haven't been able to update um, the porn as much as I would like to have. And people are so nice and understanding. They're just like, we're just happy that you are happy. And we just want to keep giving you money so you can keep doing the show and have a successful move. And that, I think, like solidifies it for me, where it's just like, even if I didn't make this, they would still like be here. And that's a really, really cool feeling and a cool place to be as a creator. But when it comes to actually making the porn... They're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is great. Like, I had one person who said, I was getting ready to donate however much I was going to to your Patreon, but I'm really happy I chose this tier. These videos are great. <laughs> and that felt, like, so nice. Um, I really do try in uh, the pictures I take and the videos I film to really capture things that I am into and not to force myself into things that I'm not. Uh, the one that I feel the most proud of is the one uh, I think July 2020 is when I it's the video of I made with speckles which is my giant seven foot tall inflatable orange plesiosaur and also like the mascot of my show this giant fucking dinosaur pool toy and I filmed for like an hour or two and just like cut down to the best footage and like the best pictures of that and I I just kind of sat there looking at the finished project in a uh, Filmora X. And I was just like, this is good. I made this and it is high quality. And then I put it out and people were like, Oh shit. It's speckles. Burr, 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 burr. And then like the people did rejoice. But even in the later videos I've made, like some of them I started like getting like, haha, isn't this funny? Like I did, I literally did one where it's like, <laughs> 
programmer girl gets frustrated her code won't compile and masturbates out of frustration and it's literally me naked oh, wearing hell yeah it's literally me with my computer open with like a compiler error wearing programmer socks furiously masturbating oh. and people it was fucking great yes oh man that's sign me up <laughs> yeah and i can't think of anything that's more true to my life than that it's just like oh fuck my code won't compile just go to <laughs> it just kind of went out real quick i'm so fucking frustrated oh man what isn't that a cars against humanity card getting so angry you pop a boner yes you get, yeah that's right i don't know if i've ever really attested to that but yeah it's it's understandable yeah and I did another one uh, that was really, really, really sweet and wholesome that could be viewed um, in a non-kink context where um, my daddy was, uh, I was in the bathtub, uh, kind of like on all fours with my uh, butt open and then facing the camera. And instead of like doing anything directly lewd, the whole video is just hit, uh, five minutes of him shaving uh my undercarriage and my ass and like my crack Aww. and then just like getting everything squeaky clean and smooth and like getting around into all the nooks and crannies and making sure that every part of me is perfectly smooth and it was like people when they saw that one they're just like this is like really really wholesome watching you two do something out of love for each other that isn't like directly fucking and the responses on that one were really, really good and really positive. And I'm like, this feels great. So what I did is I followed that up with one where it's me uh, shaving all my bits downstairs. And that's actually when I started putting music into the videos. Because beforehand, I would just let the sounds of like my wet pussy slurping all over a pool toy be the audio track. But I put in like light jazz in the background just to really like send it home. Like, this is pornography, LOL. And... I did one where I was just shaving my bits and people were like, this is great. That's her. That's her fucking little lady pee pee. And this is what we're here for subscribed. And it's really, really cool having um, people who are so supportive is, is uh, they, they just want to see like you and they don't care what you do. They just want to see you enjoying yourself and having a good time. And that's what gets their rocks off. I had one person binge, all the videos like front to back and they're like that was wonderful i came x number of times but what's better <laughs> is that it looks like you had fun in every single one of those that's just like you're so correct and also thank you that's very flattering that makes me feel really good about myself and also i'm really happy that the energy i was attempting to imbibe in that content really really like made it through to the end user as it were yeah it's it's good. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, the whole thing when you were talking about that, the only thing going through my mind was like, I don't want to be horny. I just want to be happy. Yes. <laughs> such a, yeah. That's, that it, it, comes, like, it comes down to like, there's very archaic ideas on what porn is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so oh, people, yeah. People look at it like this thing that's, you know, primarily for sex. And it's like, no, this is an art form that pe of people sharing very intimate moments. Yeah. Right. I really try to, with my work, I, I'm not trying to push the definition of art because I don't see what I do as like high art or anything. I'm trying to push 
the the definition of what porn can be to where it it doesn't have to be just like you said it doesn't have to be extremely overtly sexual it can be softer more intimate moments and there are times when i need to watch porn to satisfy myself where that is what i look for where it's something where it's just like yes there's a naked body but it's something really soft and intimate and sensual that does it for me and that's something that i really try to like put in there while also having sexual like overtly sexual content in there like there's one where daddy like rips off my diaper and like spanks the fuck out of me and then fucks me in the asshole <laughs> it's just like yeah okay wow. that's like okay that's straight up porn but then i have like other things where it's just me soft grinding on my pool toy and people are like yes queen when i put that out <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the cr- moist critical thing. Woo, yeah, baby, that's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Literally, I think my favorite critical moment is where he actually raises his voice and just shouts, "Let's go!" <laughs> on a <this> stream, <laughs> and like his voice cracks, so he actually like shouts, "Like, let's go!" <laughs> that oh, was wow. the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life is him raising his voice. <laughs> yeah, it's. It... I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh no, it's okay. I was just going to say this is a perfect opportunity to talk about triumphs and struggles. Yes. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to do. I, I was feeling yeah. it. I was going to about to go. Speaking of which, there is, I like terrible segues a lot because I feel like it's like very common for podcasts to like try and find a very smooth connection and stuff. And yeah. then there's just like just the idea of one guy jarringly going, same like really bad joke every time that just goes and transitions the moment very suddenly <laughs> one of my favorite things to do i kind of really like those like, though oh no no exactly like, yeah <laughs> behind the, one of the reasons i listen to behind the bastards is that at some point in time by listening about this terrible terrible person who's probably destroyed the world in many other ways uh there's gonna be a very awkward segue to products and services <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of products and services, this is a great time to plug the baby forecast Patreon. Take it away, you two. Patreon.com yeah. slash baby forecast. If you wanna get if you want to get uh access to our Discord if you want to hang out with us and also uh get access to bonus unedited episodes. bonus episodes every month. Uh also unedited versions of this of our podcasts. Like uh, I don't know how long I don't know how long our last uh, episode about the or the diaper tier list uh, one was that oh, was yeah, actually that like was long... that was a very long one. We actually cut out a lot of footage um, where we made quite a few jokes, and especially in this one before we started recording the official cut of this episode, there was there was quite a bit of good banter that you guys can that you guys can talk to and and listen in on and based on the you... general link. There's probably going to be more cut. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. There's probably going to be there's probably going to be more cut from this episode that you that y'all won't be able to listen to unless you subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, and for only and it's you know it's it's a pretty good deal. Only five bucks a month, you get access to more more content. Ten bucks a month, you get an extra episode per month. That's that's pretty good bang for your buck. Not only do you get more, you get not only do you get longer podcasts, but you get another podcast. Episode. And then we also plan to. Uh... We also plan to add more content to those tiers. Right now, we're kind of just 
getting things on the ground and going again. We're yeah. 11 episodes in guys. Like it's a, it's a bit of a work in progress. Um, but I'm really, can I just, I, I really just want to do do want to make a shout out to our first couple of patron patrons, Melbent and Grizz. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, and, um, thank you to all the patrons and the people who are, and, and not, not even just the patrons, the people who are sharing the podcast, all the retweets, all the likes, all the all the listens. I believe we are over 700 downloads on Podbean, if I'm not mistaken. Holy uh, crap, that's awesome. Wait, let me double check. Based uh, on the numbers, that yes, are in there. Podcast dashboard. Oh, 683. We're getting there. <laughs> nice. We're getting nice. there. Yeah, so thank you all so that's much. That's our triumph. Jazzy, what kind of triumphs do you have in this industry? <laughs> what a great transition, and I'm glad you asked. Wow. What a great question. Wow. Wow, what a great question. <laughs> so, God damn it. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> really awkward first four segues. That was, that was perfect. I love it. Listen here, kids. Do you want to listen to Jazzy be inflammatory on the internet? I got just the thing for you. The Baby Furcast Patreon, baby. Do you want to hear the full unedited version of the podcast where I just talk and ramble and ramble and ramble like an egomaniac? Well, wish no longer, baby. You can hear the full podcast, including all the other unedited podcasts on the Baby Fur Podcast Patreon, baby. There we go. Now we can transition. I was that planning was on a, doing that. That was a triumph. <laughs> yes, that well, was a triumph. That was the, a what's triumph. What's the URL? What's the URL uh, again? Pa- Patreon.com slash babyfurcast. Okay. <clears throat> we can't say the name. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash baby for podcast there we go <laughs> there's a sound bite for you baby yeah oh man we need to yeah we should have a maybe we should have a a, page, uh, a soundboard at some point that would be kind of funny yeah. <laughs> oh my god yes Struggle we just turned into a morning tra- park show we'll look into a morning radio show oh my god okay Clearly we'll oh my- the wrong market <laughs> no? oh my i feel like this has turned from a from a triumph to a struggle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle so, of knowing that we're the wrong media. <laughs> we need no, a soundboard and this is a really right bad media. pop song. This is a right media. What are you talking about? This is the perfect media. Uh, literally, no, we're, we're clearly, clearly. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, so within within content creation, I feel like we all kind of have our own struggles and triumphs. Uh, so Jazzy, what would you say? have been sort of those those sort of moments for you because i i know making a podcast uh, up to like 60 what are you on 64 episodes now uh yeah the next one we're going to be recording is going to be 64 you got five more you got that. five more i'm yeah. still thinking yeah, what stop. we need to do for 69 i'm yeah. i'm actually really stressed about it because <laughs> it's gotta uh, be good i only get this once there's the struggle <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what if you did an episode like you were just like you were just new and you're describing this weird sex position your partner decided to ask? And it just ends up being sixteen. A dramatic reading of the Kama Sutra. Yes. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, yeah. How? So, how would you say there? There are probably some struggles and some things that you have. Uh, been doing 
in the pursuit of making this podcast, making porn, you know, being a content creator, what would you say are some of those things that you have gotten past and have have triumphed from the struggles, et cetera, you know, what, you know, that kind of thing. Basically, uh, we're like, asking, uh, is your objectification fetish satisfied with being a podcaster or do you need oh to get more? God, Spelly. <laughs> <laughs> is my objectophilia satisfied? <laughs> so I'm going to start with the struggles and then end with the triumphs so we can like arc out of that really nicely. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest struggle by far is body image because there are definitely times where I go to make porn or record an episode and I just I don't feel good about myself and what I want to say loud and clear is that if you find yourself in a position where you're feeling the same so does everyone else everyone can yeah. relate to that feeling and if someone says that they that they don't feel that then they're lying because everyone is self-conscious to some sort of degree so, and there are definitely times where I'd be working on the porn and um, I, I would just like stop and look at myself in the editing window and I'd just be like, I just don't like how I look in this shot. I just don't like this. And then I'll like finish it, put it out there and people are like, oh my God, you're beautiful. And it's like, <laughs> validation. And then with the show, um, there are definitely some times where like I'll cough the wrong way, and it's just like, oh, there it is, never passing again. Uh, and it's just like, oh fuck. They're definitely. I think that's the biggest struggle for me, um, like in regards to personal struggles. Um, these next two are tied in terms of like, I'm not sure which one is more annoying. I think um, the first one I'll talk about is having to deal with. Uh, other people's drama because i've had uh i've cycled through two past co-hosts at this point neither of which i really talk to anymore and i don't want to get into that just because you know i'm not yeah i'm not about yeah. airing other people's laundry and i try to conduct myself in a mature manner and it's just like it's not worth knowing about it's just not that exciting so for various reasons i've since like broken ties with people and the stress that it puts under a content creator when you're making something that is very dependent on having someone else there like a band uh, i was in a band for a number of years and whenever we had to cycle a member it's like well fuck who are we going to find and it like throws off it would throw off our rehearsals, our shows, and by extension... It would be like an existential crisis. It, yeah, oh, it was like... It's like a breakup. Mm, Someone yeah. who you work with um, on a project, if they leave the project, it feels like a breakup, and it sucks. So, definitely, like, the emotional, like, turmoil that you go through, like, that kind of, like, post-breakup mourning process is compounded with the stress of, like, you have six days to find a new person to record the podcast with, or you're going to be late a week. And it's, yeah. like, fuck. Um, so with those departures, there was a period of time in between the first and second eras, as it were, in Dear Jazzy, where I was cycling through a different co-host every single week as, like, my telegram just pinged and I'm really happy I'm not recording on OBS. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
there were uh there was a a section of episodes where i go through a different co-host a week just as like a guest host to talk about various different topics excuse me i made it this far without yawning i'm really proud of myself (laughs) yeah yeah that's a (laughs) trademark of my show i just yawn so much (laughs) um so just the amount of like struggle and stress that would put me under would it, it was really really cataclysmic for my mental health and i'm sure if i were to have to find an emergency replacement for Fawny for a new permanent co-host it, it would just like spiral me because of the amount of effort and spoons it takes to find someone to fill that slot and you know it just feels bad it it i don't know how else to put it but it feels bad especially when that split is predicated on also losing a friendship and that's another stick to the pile that makes it really really difficult and if that's something you're going through uh if you yourself listening are a content creator or aspiring to be so it sucks it really does but it's something that you can and will work through as part of content creation if you persevere through it you will survive and i can promise you that um then i think like the last struggle that really pisses me off is technical issues uh because it embarrasses me as someone with a degree in audio production when i magically have a file that gets corrupted i'm like (laughs) god fucking damn it i'm better than this 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 is not my fault this is the computer's fault computers are sentient I swear to God, and they are hellbent on making our lives more difficult. Just like a printer. I've never met a polite printer. Let me tell you that right now. I spent so long working on the visuals for this audio podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's how I fucking feel like. And there is a whole... I did a whole episode recently where um, I would... Whenever that happens, I just get so pissed. And I don't like have like a... I don't have like rage anger. I just have shut down and cry anger. And I was just like crushed because we did a really good episode where we fielded a really powerful question that was really deeply personal and like really important. And that whole shit got lost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We did our best to recapture it for the next week, but it can never be the same. And there is nothing more defeating than that. But I was talking to, to my daddy about it and we were getting into talking about like the different philosophers who talk about art and aesthetic theory and how there's a lot of philosophers that subscribe to the idea that art is a temporary experience that you can see once and then never again and what you're left with is the memory of something that you can't revisit and how there's an inherent beauty to how precious that memory is in something that cannot be re-experienced or recreated and i was just like you know that does bring me a lot of comfort even if that does dip its toes into like some sort of nihilism it's like a more positive spin on it i forget which i know daddy's downstairs he can likely hear me so i hope that he can like type to me and tell me what (laughs) philosopher spoke about that i i don't want to say hegel but that sounds sounds correct i don't think that's right though don't quote me on that but really talking about how art is a temporary experience and that's kind of what i use in like my 
in, in like my toolbox, my therapy toolbox, it's just like if something gets fucked up, that's a voice crack. If something gets fucked up, it's okay because sometimes art is temporary and the people who are there to experience it get to say I was there and they get to walk away with that memory. So that's how I am able to just like kind of justify that when there's a fucky wucky and I'm looking at you, Craig. Craig and I, we had a friend breakup. For those listening at home, Craig is how we're recording the episode right now. I used to record via Craig, and Craig would cross me. Craig crossed me a couple of times. It's a lot more stable now. Uh, when I was using... We have two of these bots in here, guys. Yeah. yeah. That's why we have Gyark. I texted Nate the other day because I saw um, this voice chat popping off when uh, y'all were recording an episode, and I saw Gark oh, go yeah. out of the voice chat. I was like, uh, "Hey, Nate, Gark died," and he and you were just like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, we, <laughs> we that was our yeah that was we were recording our bonus episode the other day, um, which uh, it, yeah, it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, which you can which you can listen to on patreon.com slash baby for cast for ten dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> but um so that is the struggles. Let's talk about the triumphs. I've been hinting at this I think all episode, but the biggest, biggest like triumph is and this is bookending the one struggle. I cannot tell you how much doing the show and then making porn has helped how much I love myself as a human being and how I was able to go from a state of like, I cannot stand any part of me to I love every part of me and not in like an egotistical sense, but in a way of like, I finally don't hate myself and I'm happy about it. It wasn't until I started filming my naked body and putting it on the internet and have having people write to me and tell me how much they vibe with that and the effect it had on them where I was able to take a more subjective look at myself and really sort of like, you know, cross reference that against what people were telling me about uh, my body through their lenses and really comparing and contrasting and spending a lot of time thinking about that where I was able to, you know, get to a place of sort of like soul equilibrium as it were, where I was finally happy with myself after years and years and years of just crippling, crushing dysphoria. And when I was watching myself back on the tape, making the speckles video, I think that's when I had my aha moment. Whereas I, I was watching myself like, have sexual fun and pleasuring myself and i was just like oh my god i don't look horrible and i remember that was just such like a ah, like the clouds the clouds parted and i had like in like a temporary moment of just idyllic grace You're... just come over me and it was really beautiful but um and then the podcast like i said is how i learned to not hate my voice and how i conquered my vocal dysphoria and it's funny because over the course of the show, my I think I feel like just <laughs> my my job being using my voice, I feel like it's getting a little bit better the more and more I use it. And I, to me, it, it totally couldn't be in actuality, but from my ears and from what I hear, it's getting better. And that's, you know, that's good. Um, I think that's the biggest, biggest triumph. 
obviously, I would be remiss if I didn't say a triumph would be the monetary gain I've gotten from the show. I actually raised a tax bracket because of like <laughs> the income from the show. Um, there is what um, I get on Patreon. Um, and then there's also everything people send me off of the Patreon, whether it be directly to my PayPal or through my Amazon wishlist. Um, the a running joke over the past month is on my desk sitting here, I have Mount Simp, which you can see here with the mega post-it note with the little heart over the eye. This Mount Simp, it's, it's taller than Mount Everest. And it's just shit that's come from my Amazon wishlist before my birthday. So it's, it's definitely like nice having a like a monetary number I can point at and say that is the triumph that I can quantify. But at the end of the day, um, I, the, it's, I cannot say that that's the biggest triumph because it's learning how to love myself. But even more so than that, the biggest triumph of being a content creator on the internet is watching a community form around what I do and being able to foster and curate a, a space that's safe for people to be in and be themselves in and express in. It's really a beautiful thing. And uh, while the discord is not the biggest, I think it's hovering around a hundred or so members. Everyone in there is super active and it's unbelievably like tight knit and like family oriented. Um, at the beginning of the show, one of the plugs I did was for a GoFundMe. And we usually have some sort of community GoFundMe for one of the community members. Um, we had one going last year that wound up raising over $2,000 for someone who was uh, affected because of the crashing economy from COVID-19. And that was able to float them until they were able to get you know, on their feet again. And another one, we just had another one where someone needed money to get their tea and the community rose to the occasion and made it happen. And there's definitely some sort of feeling that you get from thinking like it's because of the thing that I made that people are forming a circle around on and they're meeting each other and these things are happening organically and they met each other because of a thing that you did. And it's really hard to look at that and express how good that feels without sounding like an like a narcissist because one could re very very easily claim like oh i did this so clearly i'm the reason uh uh it's i don't like that i jokingly refer to the discord as my cult of personality because if someone were to take like a 4 second <laughs> glance in an elevator at what i have going on they would definitely be like jazzy's a narcissist and these are her simps <laughs> <laughs> but well, being, I get being one of them points of fascism going yeah <laughs> <laughs> but being able to curate a community and I use that word very specifically because our discord server is free to join but it it's not open to join like people have to go through either me or my co-host and get screened because we do keep a very, very tight ship and we want to make sure that it remains safe for people to come out and start expressing themselves in new ways. And also because it 
people are sharing very sensitive information uh, because we live in a world where you can still uh, be fired because of your sexual orientation, gender identity, and your your kinks, especially if because there are news stories all the time of just like elementary school teacher caught being an adult baby quotation marks. So it's really important to me to work really hard to make the community very, very safe and seeing, seeing the community flourish from, from my efforts is really, really amazing. It's like watching a, it's like watching a seed you plant grow and like start to like blossom in the spring. It feels really, really good. And again, I, I don't want to, I'm trying really hard to select my words carefully to not sound like an egomaniac. I'm really anxious about that. If you can't, uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to break, break your heart a little, because I'm going to tell this, especially to the listeners. If you're making content creation, you're a bit egotistical. That's yeah. not necessarily yeah. a bad trait. That's not necessarily a bad trait. As long as you use it in the right ways, don't manipulate people due to it. Don't try to like, you know, create a cult behind it. No, you're just a little bit egotistical and that's okay. You're a human being. And it, it, that's good because we need those people who are just enough egotistical to want to content create, but not so crazy that they start, you know, being cult leaders. Well, yeah, it's With great it's, power comes great responsibility. Entertainment, inter- the entertainment business made on egotistical people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all about it's all about uh, saying, "Hey, I could, I could do this," you know. And it, it's a, it's a building of confidence, but at the same, and at the same time, it needs to be a balance of, of building that confidence and uh, making that content, but not letting it, not letting it become like your entire, like thinking the world revolves around you. It's more, I, I, I like the idea of, of, uh, like, making this kind of stuff um, for the people. This is for the people. I like, I, I right. wanted to make. I wanted to make this podcast so that people new to the fandom or in the fandom uh, could, you know, listen to a, a good discussion because I feel like a lot of people, it's like you were saying like, Oh, elementary te- elementary school teacher found to be adult baby or that, yeah. that, that dumbass, that dumbass that was like, no one wants to hire me because I'm an adult baby. No, fuck off. Like people need yeah, to realize that like, started on that one. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that that was also covered on your podcast. Uh, if you it guys was. listen to Dear Jazzy, <laughs> but, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> but um, it's I want I want people like to on I want people to sit down and have a, a discussion about this kind of stuff because it's you know I I'd like to destigmatize it, not like make it like normal and mainstream because this is still a kink for people of age eighteen or older. But you know. The idea that, like, uh, you know, I, I just want to like lift the curtain behind like the media and everything the, that right. the, the popular the populace seems to to look at. Mm-hmm. I think know? you could. I think you could definitely use the word to be open. Still, like, there's there's a lot to, especially in the ABDL community in particular, that isn't necessarily sexual. Oh yeah, um, no, that there's. And There's a people, lot of people just being aware. It's just like, you know, people are now starting to get read. Like, the general public is now starting to get aware of, like, pop goods being a thing. Because, oh God, you know, stuff. Uh, but with people yeah. just now starting to, like, really understand that, like, that's a good example of, like, good media and people who are promoting this 
a very little role in changing opinions, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we have a community that's making, you know, podcasts and, you know, uh, being part of the community and, you know, making special episodes for Pride or something, that's the stuff that's going to make us seem like the community's, a, you know, normal society function, societal functioning piece. Yeah, um, right. So yeah. I, I think that there is a lot in this community that we're kind of doing it for ourselves on some level. But sometimes doing it for yourselves also helps others. Yeah, but you're right. yeah, you're doing it you're doing it for others because I think the biggest thing is is knowing how big this community has grown, especially in the past ten years. It's you you've seen a lot of companies crop up. You see a lot of people uh crop up and and there's a lot more there's a lot more good content a lot more good media that's being made because content creators are stepping up and being like i want to see this in the world because i want to but i know everyone else wants to see this too so everybody else like uh by the numbers game if i like something there's another a thousand people that like it too right yeah it's a matter of to quote uh robots stand out stand out in a crowd and yell (laughs) I'm a baby. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just quote. you stand out in yeah. the middle of the crowd. And you just advertise with a sign. No. God no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe at a maybe big big freaking maybe at a furry convention. A pride uh, convention. Not in public. Pride. pride. Pride maybe. Like I I feel like what would be kind of funny is if I could if uh because I'm I'm planning on going Church. to Megaplex. I got. Hey, uh, look at you. The jazzy merch, but if I go to Megaplex, I want to have a I want to have a stack of business cards that I just hand out to like baby furs. Like ah, I see you're wearing or no better yet, just like ah, I see you're wearing a peekaboo snapback. Um, check out this <laughs> podcast. You know, it's Ooh, very very. This is your diaper bulge. Oh, what's this? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I swear to God, if I see any one of those oo motherfuckers, I'm gonna f- fucking bap them with something. I don't know. <laughs> Get the yaoi paddle, but instead of the yaoi paddle, it's the the adult baby paddle, the baby fur paddle. <laughs> God. <laughs> so but, yeah, let's keep uh, this trainer rolling because we definitely. Yeah. I'll like it's our show. Going. We'll see when it stalls. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, what the no? Uh, no, no, no. We gotta no, no, no. She's she's got a good she's got a point because I think we we've definitely covered. I feel like we've definitely covered a lot of of what uh, we set out to do. Uh, yeah, we like have a two we have two hours unedited at least. Yeah, we have yeah. two hours two hours. If you want to listen to two, if you want to listen to two hours of unedited content, I don't know how long the edited version is going to be. Patreon.com slash baby for cast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to like capstone this super duper quick. The biggest triumph is seeing a community flourish and making the choice to, instead of going the route of, I could be making thousands of dollars a month by manipulating people. I'm really happy that me and the community, we went the route of let's have a self-sustaining ecosystem where we all support each other and have it be a tight knit family where it's like, everyone has a space to learn and grow and become the best version of themselves. Boom. Period. End of sentence. Talking stick. We did it. Well, let's go to the outro part. Yes. Because I think we covered a lot of the tips and tricks that aren't get hardware. 
Yeah, like, there, there's there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff, but it's uh, within that. There's a lot of free stuff. Like right now, uh, a lot of the things you can do is like, I mean, aside from like, I have a decent microphone within the hardware aspect. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to get a, a computer microphone, uh, video camera, at least that kind the of USB. Stuff. I think there both is of all... us are using snowballs. You have a better one than us, Jazzy. I know. Look at you. Yeah, you've got. <laughs> yeah, she's got the boom mic and everything. She's like, yeah. Well, it's like you As... do this for a job or something. What a loser! Yeah, <laughs> is that about? yeah it's like the, I have experience in broadcast or something. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah. So, I can go through some tips and tricks. Like I can just run down it and just like unload some knowledge from college if that works real quick. All right. Uh, sure. Yeah, we, sure. we can do that. There's more. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take up too much time. So only if that's okay. Uh, you can yeah, run no, through things. Fine. I'll have one thing to add at the end. Cool. Yeah. Um. So really quick, uh, if you want to make yourself sound really, really good, obviously this is unfair because I'm talking through a $400 microphone and that's different. But before I was using this microphone, I was using an $80 microphone. And before that was a $50 microphone. And before that, when I was a teenager, it was the rock band USB mic. The best way to make any mic sound fantastic, have a pop filter, have it uh, pointed directly shotgunned to your mouth within a foot space but not too close to where you're peaking pop filter equidistant between the two of you uh when that signal comes into your computer uh throw a compressor on there the compressor is going to even out the distance in the waveforms between your quietest parts of talking and your loudest parts so it's going to make it sound like very consistent and it almost exudes a little bit more confidence in a weird way other than that uh throw Uh, EQ on there. EQ is the crazy little sliders with the little bar graph situation or the line graph rather. Excuse me. That uh, peaks and dips different parts of the waveform that is your voice. So if you have a voice that's more in like the tenor range as me, I usually boost my low mids and my mids with a little bit on the highs to get that little sizzle in the S's. Um, another tool you can use is a DSer, and all these you can find for free in most DAWs, uh, which is a digital audio workstation. Uh, a lot of these come preloaded for free. A DSer takes out the harshness of the sounds. Um, you can also do that by adding a boink boink windscreen to your mic, which is what I have right now that really helps with pops and S's. Um, I, th- I think the only other thing. I was going to say, biggest thing, pop filter, EQ, compressor. If you have to choose one of them, compressor. I cannot say how much that will help. And that is, uh, that's my feel on content creation. Uh, my one thing to add to that is just do it. Yep. Just okay. do it. Yeah. There, there is, there, if you are, if you think that you want to do any sort of content, of content creation of any kind of sort, that writing, arts, uh, or art as in doodles in the community drawing uh or anything like that you you don't have a reason not to i know that sounds like a really like kind of privileged sort of way of saying it but the truth is is that if you think that something's stopping you you have to change that thought and make it to where nothing's stopping me 
because I want to do it, and this is something that I want to try out. And it's okay if you only make it to, you know, four episodes and then stop. It is. Because because if you find that you don't like it, then you shouldn't have to do something for it. But also, that four-episode podcast might have been the start of something, you know, of of the next podcast with eight episodes when you come back to it. Or maybe it'll start one that's more than that. So the best advice I can give is just try it. There's a lot of free tutorials online, too, with stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but and you can just have it like we do, and use Gearc and no in Audacity. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of free stuff out there, but you know, it. Uh, I feel like as we go along, we're gonna make uh, more progress towards uh, something more professional. I would say, uh, especially All if right. we can get more pay, especially if we can get more patrons on board, uh, more time and effort. I, whoa, I whoa, feel wait, like... wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we shill, we must let Daddy shill. Yes. <laughs> first of all, first of all. Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, Jazzy, so much for coming on the show. Uh, you've been a gracious, or yeah, gracious, wonderful guest. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I know you've said it. I know you said it at the beginning of the show, but uh, just reiterate: uh, where can people find you? Where can people throw money at you? Ooh. Well, first of all, thank you so, so much for having me. You two have been unbelievably gracious hosts, and we definitely covered a lot of ground. I had a lot of fun here tonight. Um, and I will I remember I said, you two are professionals. I, and I saw a little bit the beginnings of a blush or something. So I'm just going to reiterate that. This, is, this was a super fun experience to come on and talk about um, my experiences. And thank you so much for allowing me the space to just like, go off (laughs) this was a lot of fun um you can find me online once again uh at my twitter which is my primary social media at l-i-l-j-a-z-z-i-e baby uh that's little jazzy baby my show's twitter uh which is like the side account as it were is at dear jazzy show uh you can find the show my patreon uh subsequently my porn my sponsors my co-host links, everything related to me and the show on at oddswithgod.com. A-T-O-D-D-S-W-I-T-H-G-O-D-S. Uh, G-O-D-S. Okay, sorry. I am actually dyslexic, <laughs> and spelling out loud is the hardest thing for me to do. So I did, right. I did say that correctly, though. I'm happy about that. At oddswithgod.com. That is where you can throw money at me, my co-host, and the people in my community. And I would really, really appreciate that. Just like I appreciate you two for having me on the show. This was, again, so much fun. Well, thank you very much, Jazzy. Um, So No, I'm best. It's all right. What? I know I'm the best. It's all right. You can can say that. Oh, my God. (laughs) You fucking airhead. Fuck. That, <laughs> that airhead. Personal. Yeah. That <laughs> airhead was Spelly. Spelly, where can people find you? Speller 19 on Twitter. Uh that's the way you can find me. Uh you can find underscore nineteen. Find the baby. Yeah. Find uh the baby forecast at ba- at ba- either the baby forecast or just baby forecast. At baby forecast. Pretty sure it's just at bait yes. Just so you can find at baby forecast on Twitter. The official yes, the official Twitter for our this podcast is the is at babyfurcast on twitter.com. That is twitter.com slash babyfurcast if you are looking at your are, web browser. Yeah, there are three people. <laughs> uh there are three people 
I currently work with this with this Twitter. Try and guess who's tweeting what. <laughs> no, you know yeah. if three hosts well enough to know who's tweeting what, then uh, you're you're good with the show. Yep. So, and as always, I have been Fluffy Nate. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Fluffy Nate. Uh, I also am partial on the owner of the Baby Forecast Twitter. is twitter.com slash Baby Forecast. Uh, that's about it for me. Uh, so I think with all that said, uh, let's get into the outro. Sean. And uh, Sean. I, what? You can what? find us, patreon.com slash Baby Forecast. We did it. Yes. Patreon.com slash baby for cast. Patreon.com slash baby for cast. If you want to have extra bonus content, you want to see our out, see the outtakes or the things that probably didn't make it into this episode or previous or the past couple previous episodes, as well as if you're willing to, if you're willing to do $10 a month, you can get access to a bonus episode each month uh, and more perks and rewards in the progress that we're working on for that. And also $3 a month can also get you access to our discord server where we're going to be hanging out and chilling where um, you can see what kind of aminals we're posting. I just posted, I just made an aminal posting channel so people can post aminals. That'll be really fun. There's um, a picture of a panda on like a little rocking horse situation in there. I am going to go out on a limb and say that that is the best channel in the server. I'm just going to say that right here. Right I now. Agree with that. Yeah. I just, yes. I, agree I, I just, I, I had a photo shoot, so I just I figured I had to share, you know, um, with the people on Aminal posting. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I think that is going to do it for us. Uh, and so for the outro this time, I have a special little outro inspired by inspired by our, our lovely guest host. So uh, with everything said, the baby for cast is an at oddies with the potties dot com production for more. <laughs> For more information and to give us diaper money, visit <laughs> patreon.com slash babyfurcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye.